Football Insight. I'm your host, Rob here, along with J.R. Redman, and our special guest host today, Rudy Burgess. What's up, fellas? How you doing, man? What's going on? Uh, yeah, all right now? Yeah, for sure. Hey, today we got a special guest, one of my favorite receivers in Sun Devil history. Let's give it up for Mr. Derek Hagan. What's up? What's going on, boss? Not much, man. How you doing today? You know, hey. on, this, on this Wednesday. Yeah, wonderful, bro. Wonderful. I've been waiting for this interview, man. Definitely one of my favorites. No, that's what's up. Appreciate it, man. You know, putting in a lot of work, you know, a long time ago. Still working, but uh, uh, no more running like I used to. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Hey, let's talk about you transitioning from playing to coaching. What was the biggest adjustment? Uh, I think from playing to coaching, just uh, really understanding, you know, each player. You know what I mean? It's because when you're dealing with players, you got so many different personalities and, and sometimes you got to dive in and dig deep to really understand how a player reacts. You know what I mean? Even though we're all former players, but everybody thinks differently. And, you know, you don't, you know, sometimes you don't want to be labeled as the cool coach or, you know, this is my homeboy coach. You want to make sure, uh, you know, obviously when you're talking to the players, you're able to get the, get your point across and, and uh, you know, it wasn't that tough, but, you know, it's a transition that, that, you know, we think we know it all as, as players, but trying to figure that coaching aspect out, it takes a little time. And, and once you get it, man, it's, it's, you know, you can take it and run with it. Once you truly understand how to really, uh, you know, deliver some information and, and watch your players go out there and, and perform on a day-to-day basis. You know, it's, um, it is, uh, I understand what you're saying. Um, after I retired, I immediately started training. And the reason I started training is because of some of the coaching that I received mm-hmm. on both levels, at the collegiate level and in the NFL level. You know, I found it was a high turnover of guys coming in and out of the league when they had the ability, they had the capability to play. However, it, it isn't all the times that the coach has the vernacular or the ability to articulate what he wants from a player, what he wants out of a player. Um, if he hasn't actually physically done it, then he has to get the right game footage, right? Uh, put the right film in front of you to try and show uh, what it is I'm trying to articulate. I need you to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, skill set teaching, right? It's, it, that's a difficult thing at the next level, right? They don't really teach skill set. You got to go find either other guys that played the game or watch guys that play at a high level to get your skill set better. You can always learn X's and O's in alignment and assignment, but can you speak to skill set training and, and how important it is to have a coach that knows what he's doing in regards to performance-based stuff. Right. Well, that's, that's, that's big time. Uh, you know, skill set. that's, that's obviously one, n- number one, you know, what I teach, teach my guys, it's nothing but technique, 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 you know, the guys that I've worked with over the years, it's all about technique because you don't have technique. Uh, it really doesn't matter what you do because, you know, we can be playing ball in the fourth quarter and, you know, you can be going up, going up against, let's just say the best running back, best linebacker, uh, and if your technique is not on point, he's probably going to be right on you. You know what I mean? So that's one thing I try to really hop on my guys just to really understand the, the, the uh, you know, the details and art of really, truing a, really truly uh, being a wide receiver because it, it, it's, it's, it's an art. You know what I mean? It's a craft. Mm-hmm. And you got to have that craftiness. And that's something I always try to pass, pass down to my guys is, is – um, you know, playing receiver, you know, we do the most running, you know what I mean? We run all day and we catch all day. Two things we got to, that's, 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 that's what we do. 
So if we're not, you know, up to speed and, and, and capable of doing that, you know, obviously you're not going to be on the field, but you just got to have that, that, that skill set. Cause if you don't have it, uh, you know, you're not going to be on the field. I think also to DeHaye to kind of piggyback on what you're saying is that skill set and being able to um, relay that information is big things like relationships. You know, you gotta, you gotta be able to apply certain skill sets to certain players, you know, because not everybody can do what, you know, a big body receiver like you can do and not everybody can do so, you know, like somebody smart like Steve Smith. So mm-hmm. being able to identify, you know, who you're coaching and what you're trying to coach to their strength is, I think is important too, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Hey, so this week we have Stanford. Hey, let's talk about one of the games that you dominated against the Cardinals. Uh, Man, I'm trying to think back. That was, what was that, 05, 03, something like that. I think I had, you know, I think we're up at Stanford. I know you guys were talking about it earlier. I don't think ASU's won, you know, at Stanford in a long time. But, uh, you know, from what I remember, I think I had one game up there where I had, you know, two or three touchdowns. And, you know, I think it was like three, three or four catches for like 150 yards, three touchdowns, something like that. And then uh, it was another game here, you know, at home back in 05. Uh, Or I think I probably had, you know, over 100 yards. Can't remember the exact number, but uh, a solid game. I'm assuming we won the game, you know. Uh, My senior year had uh, Andrew Walter as a quarterback. And excuse me, not my senior year, my uh, junior. I think we had Andrew Walter as as a quarterback. And obviously Rudy B back there, you know, in the backfield doing some things, you know, getting getting jiggy with it, toting that rock and, and catching it. So, you know, solid performance all around. Hey, um, I'd like to throw this out there real quick um, in regards to um, – I know the question is about Stanford. Um, however, um, I'm going to be the guy that bypassed that question. I apologize. My question is um, – my question is for you, Rudy. Um, we just, we just kind of talked about skill set. And I just wanted an opportunity to, uh, to ask you, being such a versatile guy, um, you know, you – Derek, you, you know, you are a wide receiver in through in and throughout 100 percent. You are a wide receiver. Right. Um, that is your skill set. That is who you are. When you line up, that's what you're going to do. But um, mother man right here, you know, your skill set, you seem to have multiple skill sets. Um, can you just speak to to that? You know what it is to have multiple skill sets and how that helped you be a real all-around player? Um, I think having the multiple skill sets is very important. And what's funny is that you speak about that. I just found an old box of uh, VHS tapes from me playing mm-hmm. Pop Warner. And I was actually watching those videos. And, you know, my first play was at quarterback, to be honest. And because we didn't have anyone who could get me the ball or someone who could hand me the ball, they just had me start with the ball and then now run a sweep, you know. <laughs> so I think that kind of helped me with, learning to play the running back position, you know, and then same thing on defense. I was a safety, but then I would come downhill playing the box when it was short yardage to play linebacker because, you know, we didn't have anybody else to kind of fill that position. So I think growing up, not having players around to fill those positions kind of forced me to be the one to jump around into different positions to fill for the team and for the coach and for the game plan. You know, I was always, always curious as to what can I do um, to stay on the field, to make the next play, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, just growing up in the game and being that versatile player, it, I just carried it all through high school and it kind of benefited me up up until college 
because then I was able to play, you know, three different positions and, you know, somewhat be successful at those three. Yeah. Well, sure. Let's just start with Jr. Man, he, he's a he, he's OG. You know, we you know uh, you know obviously being an old head and stuff, and, and uh, you know coming from LA to uh, you know uh, Phoenix, man. How was that transition for you? Because because at that time, you know, you really growing up, you know, I figured you know a lot of cats wanted to go to either SC or UCLA, especially yeah. being from California. Uh, what was that trans- transition like for you? Um, it was. Uh, Definitely a learning experience. Like you said, growing up in Los Angeles, kind of wanting to stay in the Los Angeles area, but things didn't work out for one reason or another. And I ended up going to uh, ASU. Um, ASU was one of the teams that stuck with me through uh, coming out of high school. I didn't pass my SAT test. So I graduated, uh, what, fall of, uh, I mean, you know, summer of 95, fall of 95. I was at Long Beach City Junior College by spring of 96. Um, I was at ASU. So I set out a half a semester, um, went to a junior college where I continued to take my SAT test, passed it. Then um, I was on my way to ASU after that. It was a huge transition for two reasons. One, being a city kid, being in the inner city of Los Angeles, growing up in Carson, which is a really multicultural um, city, really diverse. Um, but it's majority minority. So, you know, I was really a bit culture shocked walking across campus. You know, I didn't was that many white people in the world, let alone in one place. So it was kind of like, whoa, you know, uh, but after maybe my first year, you know, and I started to develop friends um, from, you know, from all cultures, from all backgrounds, um, things started to get a little bit uh, easier for me because it, it did kind of, it paralyzed me mm-hmm. because I was in an unfamiliar surrounding, um, you know, and I didn't know anybody, you know, for every four or 500 kids I see, I see one person that looks like me. Um, when, you know, it was just a polar opposite at home. So that was a little bit difficult for me transitioning, just being, um, out of the culture that I'm normally in and being in a completely different culture, completely different atmosphere. But the football part of it was lovely. It, um, it was lovely. It, It was nothing but love. Um, every from pop Warner to high school, your game elevates and you walk within that or you get passed up. From high school to college, your game elevates and you step up and you walk in that or you get passed up. I was fortunate enough for my game to always elevate and to be able to stay in that elevation. Every time my game elevated, I went up a level, you know, I played that way. And um, it was just awesome to get the opportunity at ASU because like you had and like mother man on the phone, Rudy had when it was your time, your number got called. Right. That was your number got called. You got to show exactly why your number got called. So that was the 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 big thing about going to ASU is because when they have ball players, they use their ballers. And I, I time and time again, as the years have gone, as I left, I got to watch all you dudes that still hold records today. See, this is how you know who the ballers are. You've been gone five, ten plus years. Your records still stand. Right. Your record. I've been gone 20 years. My record mm-hmm. still stand. No, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, you know hey, what I mean? Let, so let, let me add on to that, JR. DH, with him saying that you're transitioning through the levels, when did you realize that you could play on that level at the level that you played? You talking about in the league or you talking about uh I'm talking about at, 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 ASU. At, at ASU. At ASU. From that, that um, high school to college transition let you know that you have arrived. 
Man, probably for me, it all started in practice, man. It, it, you know, obviously I wasn't heavily recruited. Uh, ASU was the only Pac-12, uh, well, Pac-10 offer that I had at that time. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I felt snubbed by SC, USC, obviously being being a Cali guy growing up in Palmdale, you know, that was, you know, where we wanted to go. I heard uh, that before. Never got offered by him, got offered by Fresno State and I think uh, Idaho and, and UNLV and said Arizona State came around and it, you know, it was a no brainer for me. Uh, you know, when Dirk Cutter and, and Ron English, when they came around, came out to Palmdale, because at that time, not too many coaches was was uh, was coming up that 14 freeway. And, um, you know, once I got out to practice, like I said, I wasn't heavily recruited. We had another receiver that was a four star recruit. Uh, one of my guys, uh, Terry Richardson, uh, who was from Corona. You know, he was a big time prize recruit coming in. And my whole mindset was I'm not going to register. You know what I mean? I want to play. I'm going to be a true freshman. And and. I brought it daily, man. When I stepped on that 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 practice field, it was you know there was no denying uh, uh, what I wanted to do. I didn't want a red shirt. I was like, I'm coming in to play. I don't care who's in front of me. It don't matter if you're a junior, senior, sophomore. Somehow I was gonna get on the field, and uh, you know it uh, just worked at it day by day. Learned from the guys that was in front of me. Uh, I think I had Sean McDonald, Daryl Lightfoot, uh, Skyler Fulton. You know, three guys. Um, that I learned a whole lot from Justin Taplin, you know, the OG number four. Jay Tap. Uh, so, um, you know, I was learning from all those guys. Uh, my freshman year, they taught me how to work in, you know, I just came with it and brought it daily. Yeah. Along that recruiting trail, D. Hey, I remember like for me, for me to step my game up, it was when we were battling back in high school, you know, like you said, not many people were coming down that 14 freeway. Right. And for anyone to come, you know, me going up on a air force base, you know, that was even more, critical to get out there and recruit, you know, and to be honest, farther hey, out than you was farther out than me. <laughs> absolutely. And honestly, and honestly, I, 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 uh, I almost appreciate you because without you, you know, there's almost no me because if you're not getting recruited in Palmdale and the Antelope Valley, you know, nobody's coming down that freeway to find me down in those lower slums, you know? And so I think in my recruiting trail to see someone from the Valley, you know, someone who I played against like you, you know, to go to ASU, that kind of solidified and kind of opened up my eyes because I was committed to Washington State. Right. You know what I mean? But then, you know, to see you in the paper leading receiver and then I was leading receiver from week to week, you know, we're battling in the, the Valley Press stats here and uh -huh. there. And then once you go uh, to ASU, I'm like, man, if he did that, man, I just need to dominate here in the Valley. And, man, I can I can uh, write my story just like that, man. So, you know, to this day, that's one of the uh, – the humbling stories that I have and I, you know, be able to tell a lot of these kids that, you know, anything's possible if you just grind to it, you know, you just got to step up to the challenge. Right. Hey, so, um, Rudy, punt return, handoff, or running a route from the wide receiver position? Give me and the ball now. Handoff. You want that handoff? I want the ball now. <laughs> there's, there's too much going on when you need the quarterback to get me the ball. I've always told that to these guys. I said, give me the rock now. I don't want no screen. I don't want to run no route. I don't want to depend on no line. Give me the draw. Put it in my <laughs> hand. You hear these guys? Hey, <laughs> you hear That's what's up. Hey, we call it poetry and motion out there in that island. Set him up, sit him over here. Stack him up get going. You know what yeah, hey, that's hey, D. Hague's book right there. Oh, yeah. Hey, fellas. Yeah. This week, like I say, we play Stanford. Uh, they just came off of a victory squeaking by Notre Dame. 
you know, who's really, you know, just getting by this season, you know. Uh, so what are we looking at this week going up to Stanford? We're both two and four. I know Coach Shaw has something for us. Let's get it going. What are what what what, what do you think? What will it take for us to get that victory out there? Uh, my personal opinion, I think I think honestly, we we need to one control the game a little bit more. And what I mean by that is we need to get more plays out, you know, and run more plays. And by doing that, I was looking at the stats. Uh, Washington they dominated us in every category of stats, and I think the only reason that we were able to snake snake away with that is that they went for it on fourth down and only converted once. You know what I mean? Yeah. So by them attempting those fourth down conversions put us in position to go and capitalize and score. Mm -hmm. So I can't, I don't think we could depend on Stanford doing that, you know, on fourth on those fourth down um, possessions. Mm -hmm. And we, one, we got to be able to stop them on defense on third down. And then I think we get the ball in next Valadez hand, get him out in space you know, because I think he could be electrified. I think he could be electrified and dynamic, and we, we won't know until we uh, make that attempt, you know. What, what do you got, Derek, this week going to Stanford? Uh, you know what? You know, obviously, anytime you go on the road, man, and, you know, just from a coaching perspective, it's it's, it's always tough, you know. Uh, you know, obviously, going into a hostile environment, uh, you know, Stanford's not an easy place to play in, and, and you know, obviously, you know, they're not having that type of year that Stanford has had over the past 10 years, you know, kind of sort of down this year, but they're still a dangerous team in the, in the Pac-12 because any given week, man, anything can happen. And I think, you know, uh, obviously, you know, the team's feeling good right now. They got a good uh, good taste taste in their mouth of, of victory. Took a while. Took about three, four weeks to get the job done, but they got it got it done. But now they got to flip the page and and turn into these road warriors, man. It's, it's, it's you know, you're going in there. You got to come in and just just – sit there and play some sound football, man. You got to show up for four quarters and, and, you know, whether it's on offense, defense, or special teams, you got to be able to click on all sides. We just got done talking about Voliday, man. I think he's one of the best uh, running running backs uh, in a Pac-12 and, and, you know, for the staff to go out and recruit this kid and, and you know, obviously using the transfer portal to get him to come here. That's, that's big time. And now uh, you see what uh, uh, the wide out Elijah Badger is finally uh, starting to do he's finally starting to step up to the plate and and live up to the uh expectations that that we had uh when we recruited him so uh he's finally uh playing a part and and you know once they get this thing going man uh you know i think uh sky's the limit for him but you just got to come with it on the road you got to block out all the noise you might deal with a little crowd noise uh, but you just got to take it one play at a time and, and, and you know, throw all the marbles out there. Because right now, you know, they got nothing to lose. Just put it all out there and, and, and go get it. I think um, in order to win a couple of things, I think we got to run the ball effectively. I think it's going to start up front. Um, I believe third down on both sides of the ball are key. Um, we got to get first downs on third down. And, and on the other side of the ball on third downs, we got to get off the field. Um, we can't allow, you know, a lot of third down conversions after we've, you know, played three sound downs of defense to not let the big play or the minimal play that turns into a big play uh, happen. Um, we also got to get a big play out of special teams. We need a kickoff return. We need a punt return. We need a block. We got to get the special teams to show up to affect the game for the offensive standpoint or from a defensive standpoint. Well, now we go to Juan for the keys to victory. What's up, everybody? This is the Mexican Menace with the keys to the game. You know, Stanford's a very big game. Both teams won their last game. Stanford beat Notre Dame, and of course, ASU pulled off the upset against the Dogs. But what's going to happen this week? You got two teams that are two and four. Two teams 
that's safe to say are on the struggle bus. ASU's trying to find an identity. They did find a way to win that football game, and now they're looking for a way to possibly salvage their season under new coach Sean Aguano. So what are going to be the keys to beating Stanford? Stanford, of course, is used to winning. David Shaw, while they're 2-4, and four, don't uh, go to sleep on these guys. They do have some firepower, but they do have some very glaring weaknesses. So this is the chance for ASU to do something special here, get two wins in a row, and the first key is going to be ground and pound. Stanford's giving up 197.5 yards per rushing per game, guys. That is huge. When you got Zazavian Valade, you got Daniel Ngata, you got a lethal one-two punch there, that offensive line should be fired up, getting ready to move those chains, get that ground game going early, and get it going often against the Cardinal so that you can keep that offense on the sidelines and get some points out of uh, some of these drives. The second key to this game, they Stanford has given up 17 sacks on the season. That offensive line is not the offensive lines of old where you saw several players go to the NFL. It's not the same Cardinal offensive line that it was before. That quarterback, you got a tan tanner. Tan tanner, tan tanner, get to him. You got to find a way to rattle him, get sacks, get pressures, blitz, whatever has to be done. This D-line has been looking for an identity. They've been looking for a way to make themselves known. This is their chance against that uh, Stanford offense. And the last is stay hungry. Stanford's 2-4. and four. Like I said, ASU's 2-4. and four. Yes, ASU beat UW, but you can't get complacent here. You can't think that you're better than what you are. You got to keep that one at a time mentality. Keep, uh, you know, that nastiness, that uh, that aggressiveness, that intensity that helped them beat University of Washington at home. You got the Stanford Cardinal at home. You want to chop those trees down. You got to stay hungry. Keep things in perspective. Get to three and four, and let's have a chance to salvage the season. It's going to be a great game at Sun Devil Stadium. Forks up, go Devils. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in. This show right here is ASU history. Hey, till next week. We'll see you later on ASU Football Insiders. Thank you, fella. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.